0: Hello, uh, I'm Professor Nigel Adams from the Buckingham Enterprise and Innovation Unit at the University of Buckingham and I'm pleased to say we have another podcast uh, again with one of our BSc Business Enterprise or BBE graduates and this time it's Jordan Amadi Myers who was uh, a student of mine ours in 2017 and 18 and graduated in March 2019. So, uh, Jordan, but also well known as J Vessel. We'll ask a bit about that a bit later, but we'll give them a teaser to start with. So, um, what, what what's your background? Where are you from? And tell us a little bit about yourself before you started at
1: Buckingham. Sure, yeah. Um, so, before I started in Buckingham, I was, I've, I'm, a, I'm a Londoner, so, north london mill hill Edgeware um in and around there since kind of i was born i've been in and, in and around there um i've been making music uh from when i was about 15 so i arrived at university as like you know this aspiring musician um and uh entrepreneur that was trying to seek how i could put business uh use business to kind of elevate uh the music that i was making at the time so Yeah, and then through the course, I learned a lot more um, great things. You guys would be pleased to hear. Um, And I ended up uh, in a role with communications uh, that I'm doing now. So, yeah, yeah, all good.
0: And so uh, you weren't out to start a business. You were really out to use business for your love of music. Is that right? Or do you always also want to start a business?
1: Yeah, so I I was pretty much... Because music is kind of a business as as a, as a you're the soul, you're the artist, you're independent, you're selling your music, you're selling your merchandise, you're selling concert tickets. So I was trying to think, how can I kind of utilize all this stuff that I'm learning and be a better uh, business musician? Because it's not always about the quality of the music that will determine your success or determine if you can make a living off it. But sometimes it's uh, the quality of your business knowledge and your business know-how that can allow you to do more exciting things through it. So
0: That's, that's good. That's very good. Um, what It's great you're from London. Uh, we, we've we had a few people from London. We'd like some more people from London. Um, uh, Buckingham is not London. How did you find Buckingham? Because um, Londoners are f- famous for not going very far outside London, aren't yeah, they?
1: Yeah, very true. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> To be honest my mum found um, Buckingham and yeah she's a she's a keen researcher so she was looking at things for her teenage kind of son that wasn't doing anything with their life to do and where are you going to go uni you're going uni you're taking another gap year um, and so she was kind of looking and she saw this very unique course um, at Buckingham which isn't a course unfortunately that is kind of emulated in other places um, and then also compounded with the fact that you can do it in two years, which was amazing. And I was like, of course, yeah, um, it sounds really good. And so we signed up and the rest is history.
0: And um, uh, you actually found your way to Buckingham. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, you, you didn't regret it, though, did you? No, no, I did <laughs> It's quite funny um, we had a podcast last week of um, with Matthew um, Campbell from Northern Ireland and in fact it's lovely because we now have a good London accent we had a good Northern Irish accent last week. And, I, and the person who helped find the course for him was his dad. <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be a kind of thing developing here, which we'll have to see if everybody's mum, dad, or sister has actually helped with it. In fact, we ought to go and promote the idea to get your dad or mum to find <laughs> fact, We've had several since. <laughs> well. doing their jobs. Absolutely, parents. absolutely. Um, so the other thing is that... Um, uh, you then you then arrived at Buckingham. Well, in fact, you got you applied. You, I remember interviewing you. You met some current BBEs, if I remember, and yeah. then you uh, then you actually arrived. And um, what uh, what do you remember? Uh, what, what what is there anything memorable from your first few days in in the university?
1: um So I remember my open day, funnily enough, and obviously we had only come to uh, the university with the. Uh, with the thought of doing this course in mind, not just to kind of, yeah, we love the university, so we'll do any course, but we actually specifically was looking into the business enterprise course. And so um, I remember meeting, uh, you know, a very strange guy called Nigel Adams and uh, (laughs) he kind of gave a lecture and, and kind of introduced me and all the other people that was in the room to the course. And I was like, wow, this guy, he's, he's on a hundred, you know, he's, he's turned all the way up. This is the kind of um energy that I need if I'm gonna kind of stay engaged and stay interested in a course for two years to be honest. And so that was a big selling point. And then joining it, I met some really good friends that I ended up kind of being in a business with, doing a business together. And um yeah, some some that I'm still friends with now. So really good stuff.
0: That's also interesting that the friendships continue, don't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
0: amazing. And, and of course, were, how many people from different parts of the world were on your year?
1: Um, well, we had a few Chinese students. Um, we had a few that didn't make it past the first six months or whatever from, like, Nigeria. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember where else. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one student that was from everywhere uh I, yeah had he had a few different nationalities so you couldn't quite pinpoint where you that, yeah, well.
0: that sounds very buckingham that sounds very buckingham it's uh, absolutely the same yeah um so what about these other students that were in in the class i mean do you do you remember well let's go to the the the, the how did it happen that you started um working towards working with the other to the other two, yeah. it's it was Connor and Jack, wasn't it? Connor and Jack, yeah.
1: So <clears throat> what happened was, I think um, there was an there was an uneven number in the class, maybe twelve. Well, that's not an uneven. 13.
0: Probably, probably
1: thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen of us, um, and so we was all in twos, and I think Connor, I can't remember who he was working with at the time, but he wasn't really keen on his partnership that he had formed with whoever it was. And then I was with Jack, um, yeah, I was with Jack and then Connor kind of joined us along the way and kind of became the leader actually <laughs> of our group and pushed us and said, okay, we need to do this. We need to do that.
0: He was a strategist. Um, <laughs> you say that um, again. Yeah. <laughs> and what, and what, 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 do you, what do you classify Jack as? Both of them good good lads. Well, both of them good lads. What? Who what, what yeah. is the accountant?
1: We used to call him the accountant because he he was really really good with numbers, and uh, I think he was actually the financial officer for our business. <laughs> so he was he was, he was. Up living up to that name.
0: Now, you're you're going to be really unhappy with me now because I'm going to remind you a certain other thing. Well, what was your chief role?
1: Oh yeah, chief marketing officer.
0: Yeah, which involves a thing called selling, doesn't it?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and I didn't actually sell any products at all. <laughs> yeah,
0: who was the first one to sell the famous? Actually, you ought to name the product. People will love the name.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, um, it was a, it was called Disaster Master. It sounds better with a northern accent, so Disaster Master. Um, but yeah, it was like an apocalypse uh, apocalypse survival kit um, where Yeah, I think it was around Brexit when Brexit was, you know, everything was Brexit, Brexit every day. He's like, what if the world was to end and we didn't know what was going on with the European Union? This is the bag for you. Um, And Jack, I think, was the first person to sell a product. I think he sold it to his dad, which in my opinion doesn't really count, but (laughs) he done it you've done it, and
0: as, it. The, as the chief financial officer beating the chief marketing officer to selling anything that was that was <laughs> i had to i did take the mickey out of you a little bit over quite a few months didn't i yes done. yes you let me live it down and I'm, I'm I'm. we've even got it recorded on this podcast now so that's oh jack will love that and you know, i've got to find something to embarrass jack about now so it's good stuff <laughs> Um so, um, thinking through your time, obviously two years it it does fly by, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it really does, yeah.
0: And what do you think was your favorite moments? Can you remember anything that really stood out as being memorable in any way, positive or even negative that so you wish you hadn't happened?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I remember the um I remember the pitch. Uh, where we had to pitch um, for up to 5,000, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, for our business. And we, you know, we spent a lot of late nights in the ADR, which is one of the study um, zones before the fancy, you know, business uh, kind of building <laughs> that you guys have now. Um, yeah, we spent many nights in there getting our script ready. And um, that was quite an experience. We was really looking forward to it. Got all dressed up, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Also, I remember um, my favorite, my favorite module, <laughs> my favorite module, obviously, as the chief marketing officer, was a marketing module um, led by Anne Hampton. And I just, I don't know what it was about Anne Hampton, but she, she just broke down marketing in a way that was just unbelievable. And I was, I professed my love to Anne Hampton many, many times. <laughs> Um, and i got i got um taking the mickey out of for that
0: but and and you're in communication she'll be really proud of you and in <laughs> fact i gotta make sure she hears this podcast and she will be very very pleased because she she, she took, took an early retirement and she's uh yeah. i think she's enjoying thoroughly enjoying her time with her horses and other things rather than Rather than having the the challenges of business enterprise students to educate, but well, you, she remembers you, that certainly she remembers the three of you. I all of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are memorable people on BBA. Must admit, we have to say that. Well, we are always saying that because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, now, just going through it, uh, can you just explain? It was, it was how it happened. You you basically arrived in January, didn't you? And um, by the May, you were doing that pitch, yeah. and. Uh, then what happened?
1: <clears throat> yeah, so by May it sounds quick, but it didn't feel it didn't feel like that. As in from January to May, because like I said, first day you're making friends, you're forming relationships, um, and then you're you're getting into business relationships and thinking about your product, thinking about your business plan, doing all of these things. And then obviously we pitched it, and um, after that we heard back about how much money we was going to receive. And I think it was it was go time. From there, we really just tried to sell and um, tried to kind of get our product off the ground.
0: I'm going to ask you a bit about that because it was quite memorable. Because remember, there was um, do you remember operations management and James Rowell? Yes, operations management. Yeah, do you remember? And and what what did you have to do to make this product of yours? Do do describe it, because it's what was it in the end? It was a it was a a, a haversack or a, a bag and mm. but what did it contain
1: yeah so uh the operations management module kind of helped us to think about all the different things we would need to uh basically consider to get our products uh created and then in into market and how that whole process works um but we had a few different things in there so we had connor would be better at answering this um, <laughs> but we had uh is it a messy tin? Is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah, a messy
0: tin. Yeah, exactly. Tin.
1: Um, I think we had we had a fishing rod in there um, <laughs> that Sebastian broke, um, uh, <laughs> and then we had uh, matches. We had matches. We had uh, water, but in bags. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, yeah and, and yeah, a whole bunch of things. But
0: yeah, there was about there was about what? How many? Twenty, thirty items, wouldn't there? Yeah. At least, yeah. yeah. And do you remember what James told you about the challenges of ordering it all from different people into organisations in China and getting it all together?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And he said, I think it's going to take you a bit of time, lads. And I think your words were, no, 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 we'll get it done easily. No, 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 no problem at all. How long did it take you to get together to get the bag? You know, 10 bags, I think you aimed for, didn't you?
1: Yeah, it it took a really long time because we... We went with an original um, re uh, re okay. What is the word there? Uh, distributor uh, to give us all the products, and their lead time was misleading. <laughs> so <laughs> it took about two months to get the original products that we had ordered from this this kind of website company people, and then we ended up going with a whole other company for for our products. So James, of course, was right.
0: <laughs> and what else? Did, did you learn I mean what are one, one of the other things you've been able to use since you graduated obviously communications must be one area but in other areas in, in with your with your life as a, as, a, as a rapper and a yeah. businessman rapper yeah um,
1: I think uh, since since the course I've been able to I remember speaking with Christian about uh, social enterprises and um, charities and kind of uh, what what it would take to kind of launch your own social enterprise and i ended up launching a charity um which kind of goes uh off my my rap name j vessel and it's called vessel org um which is basically a media platform um which helps young people with kind of content and videos and blogs that address youth culture and put a kind of inspirational spin on it um so I i definitely without this course i wouldn't have been able to kind of go through that process have the confidence to do it and and the know-how to be able to to get off the ground and and even launch a charity so yeah and then obviously more obvious more obvious than that like you say the communications I think through the course I discovered my love for communications and my love for marketing and thinking about content and thinking about cool ways to promote and advertise things um definitely I found a passion for that um through the course
0: and when did you uh, when did you get the job? Because let's move on to that. When, when you left in two thousand, well, the end of two thousand eighteen, and you actually yeah. got your graduation in March two thousand and nineteen. So what happened then?
1: Yeah. So to be fair, I was doing um, I was doing a communications role whilst I was at uni for an educational charity on the premises of of the university. Um, and when I graduated, I continued that role for about uh, I don't know, maybe three to six months. Um then I took a little break and started a new a new role just recently actually earlier this year and in communications again
0: and when you say communication, what kind of thing what what do you have a
1: title yeah commu- i'm communications officer, which basically means in this in this role currently um I'm in charge of all the social media stuff um the digital elements um and creating basically creating content and thinking ahead of how we can get people to events, how we can get people engaging with our, our podcasts and all the content that we've got going out.
0: And, and the company is involved in, in what's an events company or do, or do you also produce podcasts? Does it?
1: Oh yeah. So it's um, London city mission, which is,
0: it's ah. a charity.
1: Yeah. It's a charity. So they basically um, partner with churches in London um, to kind of, yeah, uh, better engage their communities. Cause I think the problem in London is a lot of churches are inward facing. They just care about kind of their own, their own people that are already in the building and uh, forget about the people that are outside the church and the community. So the organization seeks to help those people better engage with their community. And we, and my job is to basically advertise our resources and, um, our events that can help them with training and stuff like that
0: so that's 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 out to the churches and other other religious organizations yeah. and you're basically making your organization known to them are you yeah it's basically yeah and are you are you doing any training for them in how to actually promote their own activities through social media or is that something not you're doing you're not doing
1: no no i leave that i leave that i leave that to, leave that to other people
0: and and the social media what are you what areas are you covering what type of social media you doing what kind of content and how often do you do it because again people still don't understand social media and there's a lot of people who don't know what it's all they don't many people claim they don't understand it but there you go so what what what's your what how many how many different uh, uh, types of social media have you got um, the instagram facebook yeah. twitter what do you what's your main one
1: <clears throat> um so so at the moment the main one's facebook i think um our audience and our keen supporters are use Facebook the most and Twitter. Uh, our, our our largest following is on Twitter, but our highest engagement is on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. So You put the same content on both platforms, but on Facebook, um, they'll read it. Or they'll watch the video all the way through to the end. They'll comment. They'll share it. They'll like it. Um, but on Twitter, they'll kind of just see it and scroll past. But it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube that are our main social media platforms at the moment.
0: Okay, and and again, um, are you do you find uh, the, the the talk about obviously age? You know, the young people don't use Facebook. Is that yeah. is that true in your opinion? Yeah, I'd say so. I think
1: even um, even uh, like Twitter. You know, Twitter and Twitter and uh, Facebook. The young the young people aren't really engaging with those. It's more uh, Instagram is kind of the last of the big big social medias that. Uh, young people are engaging with so it's the new and emerging tiktok which i think is the uh the the most downloaded app of the year uh, mm. or, yeah the most downloads on app store ever which is if you think about it quite amazing um but that's most popular with under 20s yeah TikTok yes. and snapchat and stuff like that so yeah, yeah yeah but it's
0: it's it's interesting that it's not anything you can really use for your promotional activities is it
1: Exactly. No, but we do see a lot of organisations kind of jumping on on the bandwagon of TikTok and stuff. Like I saw, my football team Arsenal created a TikTok account. You know, it's just, it's just yeah, just trying to engage with different audiences in different places.
0: Well, um, Jordan, we're talking about social media, but I'm going to ask you to use a crystal ball. Where's social media going? What's next?
1: Yeah, great question. <laughs> Big question. Um. I think uh, TikTok um, presents a very interesting scenario for the rest of kind of the social media world. I think Zuckerberg uh, is not very happy um, with that, you know, as the, as the lead in, as the owner of the leading social media site, of Facebook, he's just trying to do a Coca-Cola and buy every single social media that, mm. um, that comes out. So he tried to buy Snapchat and if you can't buy it, you join them and done the stories, he bought Instagram, which was big for him. TikTok are definitely not going to sell to him, so now he's just trying to incorporate um, elements of TikTok on his other on his other platforms. But I think as 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 people grow and as generations grow, um, social media becomes different things for different people. Absolutely. Um, so it's just yeah, so it will be interesting to see where it goes.
0: And it's it's it's. I mean, again, I'm 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 on facebook a little bit not much but i'm much more on uh, linkedin obviously because yeah. the business side and and twitter of course as you know but yeah. instagram i it's never caught on to be at all i'm on it but i don't do anything on it and uh, i don't really see myself as a as a tiktok performer um and also it dies doesn't it in, within within 24 hours or something or is oh, no, that snapchat isn't it yeah yeah snapchat I, I don't like wasting my time, so I'd rather it. <laughs> um But it, it, it's interesting to see. And you, how often are you? How often are you posting on all these things? Because that's another thing: people don't post enough if they're if they're doing the things, do they?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I try to post daily um, yeah. across each pro, uh, social media. Um, what was happening with the organisation when I joined was that not only was it bare, and there wasn't posting regularly enough like you mentioned, but also when they did post, it was only information kind mm. of post. So mm. we've got an event, come to the event, or we've got a new job offer, um, apply if you're interested. It's not anything conversational or engaging for the audience to maybe share or engage with, you know. I've, I've learned with social media, um, the more you give out, the the more you receive. So the more value um, you provide your your user, the more likely they are to give you, a like a comment or a share absolutely absolutely
0: absolutely and and the other thing is um you 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 you've taught your charity how to do it haven't you but they've let you have the freedom to do it haven't they
1: yeah yeah it's been really it's been really cool i think i'm part of a team where everybody kind of has a common knowledge of what's needed um and expected for a social media um account and they've kind of just given me the the responsibility to take it on which is
0: amazing and and so what's what's it been like working for you i mean all of your roles so far have been within the charity sector haven't they what what what's 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 driven you towards that do you think
1: yeah good question i think um i'm not sure i'm not sure i think i like the uh the idea of a small kind of uh intimate um setup so uh not you know, not too many people working for the same company, the same organization. Um, Also, kind of, not grassroots, because some of these organizations are bringing in a lot of money to do their job, but Mm. kind of people that aren't already, you know, very, very well known. So it feels more, it still feels like a project that needs to be done to get to the next level. And I like to be part of projects where we can put our heads down, think about, what needs to be done? What goals we need to hit, and how are we going to get to that next level? I like I like
0: project um, based roles, and it sounds a bit like a startup as well. Yeah, yeah. Is it? So fun. how many how many people around you? How many people in the organisation uh, uh, that you work particularly closely with?
1: Um, so in my in my team in the comms team there is, there is six, including myself. Okay. Yeah, five or six, including myself, and then in the whole organisation, I wouldn't say there's more than 150 employees.
0: Okay. which so is big, big for a startup, but not big for a charity. No, not at all. And and why why do you think they've they've taken on this uh, activity? How how obviously someone recognises that the social media and the communications are vital. How mm. why did that come about? Do you think?
1: Yeah, I think um, even. Uh, obviously as a charity one of their main um responsibilities is always going to be raising funds and raising Mm. money um and as you know covid has shown us that we can't always rely on going outside to meet supporters having events to meet supporters and selling selling tickets and um going to exhibition events to kind of advertise we might need to start thinking about online and the online space how Mm. we can do digital fundraising how we can get our message out um, to a broader audience um, online, as opposed to just relying on kind of the outdoor activities as well. So I think they noticed that early and um, they're, they're trying to give that more of a presence over the next couple of years.
0: Um, one other thing, it's, it's, um, uh, we should be promoting your, your Twitter name or well, not yours, but the, the, the charities and, and the Facebook page. Can you just, Give this stop so people know and can actually follow you on both, sure, and on yeah. your and on your Instagram. Wow. Your your biggest is Instagram, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So for for my my charity is um, I'm a vessel. So it's I M A V E double UK on all on all platforms: Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And then for London City Mission. Yeah, unfortunately, they don't have the same at for. <laughs> think on Twitter, it's London CM, and on Instagram, it's London City Mission. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: Was that before your time?
1: That's before my time, but it's <laughs> been so long. It's like you're gonna have to pick one. It's gonna, we're gonna have to pick one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> not easy when you come in and take over for somebody else, is it? No, nah, not. <laughs> I'd say well. Also, we have the same problem with um, BBE and UOB Enterprise. Uh, but I'm relatively simple. I'm Nigel Adams everywhere. Well, and I managed yep. to beat the MP Nigel Adams to the to the Twitter one, so that's even more fun. Um, no, going back to your university, you mentioned a bit about uh, the communications at Hampton. But what other things from your time as a business enterprise student at the University of Buckingham? What else? What else has really kept you or helped you to get where you are and helped you perhaps not on a daily basis, but regularly uh, helped you to think from the, from the learning you did.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think you guys really pushed um, a work ethic um, that was necessary to, to be successful as an entrepreneur. Um, You guys always kind of pushed us to do more um, and kind of stay on top of what we what we needed to do and even think ahead. So we might be on top of the work that's necessary for now, but are we thinking ahead to kind of where we're going to be in the next couple of months or the next year um, with regard to our business? So yeah, you guys really pushed a work ethic that I think I've, I've kept with me um, and moved with me into all these different projects that I'm doing now.
0: And um, do you see, Uh, looking five years ahead uh, are are you likely to uh, start anything else yourself or uh, make your wrapping bigger or get grow your charity what what's what's your thoughts on those three areas
1: yeah 100% I think my um my biggest passion right now is to grow is to grow the charity um so to reach um as many young people as possible um through through these resources and create the best content and you know have the largest social media followings going and and stuff like that. So that's over the next five years, um especially that's that's where I see um my kind of path going. I think my my dream would be to be able to kind of leave uh my role at London City Mission and communications and all of that and be able to just run run the charity, you know, full time and have enough kind of um, funds coming in to be able to to be able to do that
0: and the charity at the moment your charity is it is it all volunteers or what's how you're running it
1: yeah yeah, yes all volunteers and all income that we get goes straight back into creating the resources for the young people so at the moment we've got um, a number of loyal kind of monthly supporters um, giving it but we're in the moment of in in the process of applying for grants um from trusts and other charities to kind of take it to the next level.
0: And just um, say again, what 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 do you do? What 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 what's what's your whole aim with the charity? You say help people or young people. What 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 are you trying to help them with? And what's the what's mm. what, what what are you trying to prevent? What are you trying to help? What's the angle?
1: Yeah, so um basically uh I've always had a passion for, for young people. Um and I think even through my music i was going to schools and doing like assemblies and doing workshops and stuff like that and the one thing i found was that um a lot of young people don't have um resources or answers to the questions that they're facing especially young christians um kind of they they kind of go to church and they ask questions big questions about life about faith about god you know is this stuff even real and then a kind of um kind of shut down by by all the older people in the church and say no just believe you know we don't don't ask any questions and it's kind of that's like um uh it's kind of you're shooting yourself in the foot when you do that that sort of Mm -hmm. thing um I, i think a lot of young people just need to have kind of answers to these questions and um content and resources that they can call their own If they needed some encouragement if they needed some insight because a lot of the stuff is dated in church and it doesn't really speak to youth issues of the day so
0: yeah not their their language is it
1: yeah it's not their language at all yeah so it's it's kind of about finding that balance between youth culture and inspiration so Are,
0: are you are you understood by the people running the churches
1: Yeah, I think most of them um, understand this, but most of them don't have the tools to adequately reach um, either the young people in their communities or in their churches Mm. as a whole. A lot of their kind of topics and the things that they talk about is aimed at a much older generation Mm. and doesn't really engage the young people. So what you have is young people being dragged to church from when they're like seven years old and by their parents and then as soon as they're old enough to kind of go to university or kind of spread their wings they never return because it's like what's the point it wasn't for me they don't even answer my questions they don't really kind of care about what I'm going through and uh that's a really that's a really dark place to be so if if there was something that they could call their own that spoke their language and kind of answered their questions um online and didn't kind of wait for them to go to church but they could just access it from wherever they were then I think that would be answering a question, solving a problem. And are you getting there? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing what we're seeing on, online at the moment. Um, we've we've reached over a hundred thousand young people online through our social media platforms, and we, since launching in March, um, through this content, which is which is amazing. Um, I didn't think it would would have reached that many people, but we're seeing a response that says that this was needed, um, and so hopefully we we can emulate this and yeah. Well, that's, that's amazing
0: because we're now talking to each other towards the, uh, the end of well, mid to end of August. So you're already talking in a, in a, in a COVID-19 situation as well. Yes, exactly. So, and how do you think you managed to get that, 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 that spread, that growth of, of numbers? Um, uh, obviously the content you were providing was what they wanted and you were getting, you were getting their reaction, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, <clears throat>
1: all the little tips and tricks from Instagram um, and Facebook, just um, putting hashtags on the thing on, on yes. our posts and uh, getting different influencers to shout about us on their profiles and um, yeah, different, different techniques.
0: Interesting. Interesting. And again, it's a very different one to where we're talking about um, Matthew, he's doing a different approach, but it's very good. Well, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that this will also get you a few more people listening to your, um, watching your, your your, progress in both the yeah. London City Mission and your own. Um, one other thing. Um, which we're asking all the students, if you were going to go and meet yourself on your first day at the University of Buckingham in the, in the, in the um, meeting all your friends, what, uh, what piece of advice, what would, what would you say to yourself?
1: Uh, good question. What would I say to myself? I would probably say, stay away from Jack and Connor. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I'd, probably, I'd probably say, keep your head down Um, work hard (laughs) and uh, whatever you want to achieve, you can achieve it on this course. I think there's loads of like minded individuals, which was kind of the best thing about it. You know, you sometimes on the more generic courses, so to speak, you've got people that aren't really sure if they want to want to do that sort of thing, you know, in the future or even at the time, it's just something to do. Um, mm. But on the business course, there was everybody that I met. Well, the,
0: the business enterprise. <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry, the business enterprise course. Everybody that I met was really focused and knew what they wanted to achieve, knew what they wanted out of the course, and kind of had a, a, a good idea of where they wanted to go in the future. So that really spurred me on
0: as well. Mm, interesting, interesting. And um, so you, you'd recommend it to people? Yeah, 100%, 100%. I still can't see any
1: other similar courses that really meet the needs of it anyway, you know? (laughs) It's like, you know, it's it's a nationwide once, I would say one in a million, but it's like one in a nation um, course, which, yeah, if you're interested in business, you're interested in being an entrepreneur and starting your own thing, might not necessarily be a business, maybe a charity, a social enterprise, whatever just doing something on your own you're going to need to come to this this course
0: and there we go the 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 voice of experience yeah. um excellent I, I love the joke about jack and, and connor uh, they will be smiling i'm sure and they will probably get their own back when we when we do yeah. so podcasts of them and yeah, yeah. Uh, then you'll be able to listen as well um this has been very good, um, Jordan. It's uh, I think a very different approach and a very interesting approach, which uh, which you've shown also also shown us how to how to use social media successfully. So very good. Thank you again. Thank you for your time. And um, obviously, we look forward to keeping in contact, which we've done already, but we'll keep doing. Yes. And uh, good luck and that, that five-year plan of yours. Well, when you have this charity taking over the whole of London, Thank we'll you. be very, very pleased, and we'll come and celebrate with you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Yes, cheers. If you'd like to get more information about Buckingham Enterprise and Innovation Unit and our amazing students, please click on www.beiu.co.uk, where you can also find more podcasts.